What up, what up, what up, what's going on, what's going on? This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan the Flock. It's your nigga Woodrow. Yeah, and we got another one for you today. We're coming to you with episode 75. Damn, 75. Yo, shout out to the Nation of Domination, man. Shout out to Farouk Assad. <laughs> and shout out to my mans. He used to shake his head all the time. D'Lo Brown. Yo, shout out to D'Lo Brown. D'Lo wow. Shuffle. He used to wear the vest and then frog splashing. Before Roman Reigns. <laughs> Yo, he used to wear the, <laughs> the plated vest and then frog splash niggas. Like, Don't that's what's up. Know all that. Shout out to D'Lo Brown, man. Word up, word up. And shout out to everyone listening this week. Thank you for listening once again. What's a fucking game? Yeah, man. Yo, been a lot of albums coming out. What you been listening to? Honestly, bro, Before I haven't. Get into this, bro. I haven't really moved past that that uh, Freddie Gibbs album. Like I I'm like literally like stuck on that album for some reason. Like, yeah. Yeah, bro. Shout out to Freddie Gibbs, man, and Madlib. I've been a Madlib fan for years, years, for years, 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 bro. For years, for at I least know. fifteen years out here. Um, he's always been dope with the beats and Freddie Gibbs did Madlib beats a lot of justice so shout out to Gibbs on that one Where, what you fucking with right now I just been listening to a whole bunch of different shit bro just anything that's there like to be honest even people I don't even know I just be listening to their shit but uh Young Ma got a nice little album out ooh ooh <laughs> <laughs> we ain't taking you know taking niggas bitches and shit alright uh, been listening to Casanova shit. Shit was pretty good. Yo, he's becoming like a a star, like an yeah. everyday in like, your face type shit, bro. You see him on some like you know, like some pop shit, like you know, like, like pretty he's, dope. He's definitely preceding his his reputation, man. He's out here like really doing some real like music shit, like. I was listening to his album and I was like, like that shit with him and Chris Brown, like he's really yeah. going in, right? He was trying to, he was trying to do his nice uh, R&B shit. But my son is like really, he's talking about guns in relations to fucking, and like just the way he's like, I'll put my gun in shorty and empty the clip, like. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, yeah. That shit was fucking dope, and he had Chris Brown there. So I was, yeah, yeah. yeah was I ran through that. that. I ran through that Casanova album. Like, there's a couple choices on there. I, I went back to that Chris Brown shit, like, cause he got on his shit, like, yeah. he got on his shit. So it was dope. But uh, yeah, I mean, and the Griselda boys yeah, putting out a lot of fire right they now. They just got, man. they just got a. Uh, I think it's gonna be the single off that Griselda album, the Doctor Birds Fire. I mean, I still, I'm still listening to Alchemist shit too. Yeah, yeah, was oh, it yeah. Yacht Party? That's what it's called. I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't. I, I haven't got there yet. I'm telling uh, you, man. I'm like so stuck on the new Wale. I've been listening to as well. Word. Shout out to yeah. Wale. I got a new joint. I, I tell you, man. Just everything. Anything. Of course, the baby when he came out that Kirk joint. I'm still like going through it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I ran through that one time. I never. I haven't really gone back to that. I go. Movie. I go back. Back and forth with that one. So I mean, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it's who, out right now, which is great. I mean, it's the fourth quarter of music, so you know everybody on their P's and Q's right now, man. Yeah, this this should be some albums coming out soon. Supposedly, Kanye West is coming out with an album, so I guess we'll wait on that. Uh, yeah, Trump's boy. 
But yeah, let's get back to what this pod is about, the other half of this pod, and it's wrestling. <laughs> but um, the WWE draft, it's a wrap, is getting Finally. mixed. Huh? Finally. <laughs> it's getting mixed reviews. We're mostly going on, you know, the negative, I guess, you know, it's the cool thing to be negative, I guess, with WWE, but... I mean, there, there was a lot of things I really didn't like. Like, if they they wanted to make sure that it felt like a real a real draft, right? Yeah. But with the people, they they were supposedly you know executives of Fox and NBC, right? They're in these war rooms. This shit don't look like none. There's no fucking big board. There's no uh, like you know who's on your board, who who you wanted to get first, and that shit is off the board, like. I would have been dope if they would have incorporated interviews to that shit or something like that. Like, they had these people that ass. They probably did one day of shooting because if you've seen it on Fox and on NBC on USA, whatever for Raw and SmackDown, these people were in the fucking same shit. Yeah, I mean they standing the same way, yeah, doing they, the same expressions. They, yeah, they pre-recorded a bunch of reactions yeah. to picks, but like you said, they didn't really like incorporate. The real part of, the, of the yeah, like like show like drives. who like who these people are like who's representing these exactly. companies. Like, how are you gonna introduce the robot? Like, <laughs> come on, man! That shit made it look like it was like tarantula shit. Yeah, I, what also like I was there was like nothing significant that happened. Like, they, like there they, was like nothing like oh like, yeah, yeah ooh, that's that's a draft down. though. Like oh they gonna put this nigga there? He's on raw now. You know like you know He's what a, red. you know. How they would have got that, <laughs> that type of reaction <laughs> if they would have split the couples up. Because they made it a thing. It's all over the internet how like they would like to keep couples together so you know there's no fighting, whatever. Pretty sure that's what it's for. It would, that shit would have been dope. We were like, oh, Andrade's going to SmackDown, Raw, Charlotte. I mean, you know, SmackDown got Charlotte. I mean, that nigga's going to be fucking mad bitches on Raw. Probably. Like, <laughs> I don't know about Raw, but on Raw. <laughs> yeah, but like nothing really significant, nothing really stood out to me. Yeah, like one pick that really stood out to me, I'll say, was um, uh, Humberto Carrillo, who's been like going through NXT 205 Live. I did not think he was going to get drafted to any brand, to be honest with you. I thought they were going to incorporate him more into NXT because they, they need to develop some new stars because some of these stars are going to probably be switching soon. But... Nah, homie went to the main roster. Did they announce any changes uh, from any NXT wrestlers going to uh, WWE to World It was Smackdown? really that's another thing. Like if NXT is gonna be that third brand and you're you're trying to, you know, show it off as like this this brand matters as well. Not only you know Raw and SmackDown would have been dope if they were part of the draft. They weren't, right? They weren't part of the draft. Like, Finn, was Finn Balor, like, officially announced no, on NXT? No, Finn Balor, they, yeah, they, they say it here and there, oh, he's back at NXT. Mm. It's like if he's on an excursion or some shit. Yeah, I was really hoping to see, like, some NXT wrestlers getting in the mix. Yeah. Not, not just in not well, just Street NXT, Profits. but, like, UK, NXT, you know? Street Profits. They, That's true. They got drafted a Raw. That's true. So, that, that is true. Yeah, but still, like... It was everything was basically written out already. You already knew how it was gonna go, and it went exactly the way you thought it was gonna go. There was no surprises, no surprise effect, no nothing. Yeah, there really wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, 
they didn't make years it ago. Dra- they didn't make it dramatic either. Like. No, because like even a couple of years ago, I think it was like in 2015 when they when they were reintroducing the draft, right? And you know, like nobody really knew if Finn Balor was gonna go up to the main roster. You know, he had just lost. I think I think it was to Samoa Joe, and you know they're like, all right, let's see how we do this. But yo, he gets drafted drafted with the fifth pick of the first night of the draft. Like so, it's like. It's a big draft number. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, this nigga went top five. Mm. Goes to Raw. And then they had, like, uh, satellite coverage of the of the NXT performance and then all, all the all the rooks like that. Like, basically, they were rookies at the time, you could say. Just sitting there waiting, waiting to see they got their number being called. Nice. Finn Balor, number call, he, pick, he gets up. Everybody cheering. Ah! There was reaction. There was emotions. You know what I mean? Flowing through. That's what made it feel special. And then he comes on the fucking Raw brand. And he wins, he wins like this fucking uh, this six way match with a whole bunch of other niggas there. Roman Reigns, he pins Roman Reigns in order to be the person that's gonna face Seth Rollins for the Universal Title at uh, SummerSlam. It was that year, mm-hmm. and this is when they were unveiling the Universal Title. He was the inaugural Universal Champion, like he was set. If he didn't get injured, yo, who knows what could have happened. So, so after that, after the draft, that's when they introduced that title. Yeah, for um, SummerSlam. They, they got two people to fight for. It was him versus Seth Rollins. Dope. You know what I mean? They made it mean something. I mean, the crowd kind of fucked it up because they didn't like the fact that it was just the championship belt, but in red. So they tried to shit on the belt through the match, but it was a great match. Like, you could see it, man. It was dope. Well, you know Fire. what? That shit still holds to this day. Yeah. That belt is fucking whack. Get rid of that shit, yo. But I think if with Finn there, it would have been different, I think. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is when, you know, Brock Lesnar started getting back into the mix. Nigga squashed. Uh, no, he did it. Um, Goldberg. Goldberg squashes Kevin Owens for the title. Shit was whack. But whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the title really doesn't mean much. It's starting to look like a, a Legends title and shit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But just stuff like that, man. Even, like, uh, the people on Fox and NBC... They look like they're not even intrigued with this new product. You know what I'm saying? I mean... Joe, dude, Troy Aikman said his finisher would be the power driver. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's probably like a mean power driver. <laughs> or it was probably a metaphor. You know, you, you didn't even get it. It went over your head. Ay. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he looks like Jay-Z. So, <laughs> so you didn't even get it, like... But uh, the pile that he's driving, like, is is deep, bro. But Whatever. But I don't move. expect I don't expect these dudes to know about wrestling. But, yo, like, but one of them said, "Dax, who would you be? Who would be your first pick? Dusty Rhodes." <laughs> yeah. Yo, shout out to Dusty, man. We love you. But how yo, you go straight to the American dream? But man. how do you go straight to somebody that's deceased? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Come on, G, like. Yeah, Whoa, obviously. That shit is ridiculous. That's probably the... Well, obviously, it's the last time they probably watched wrestling, whatever. Yeah, that was a good 1985 right there. What was he going to say? Ooh, Seth Rollins would be my first say, pick. Say something, bro. Come on. Give... But Come on. Make Roman it make his, I'll start with Roman. He's like, what's up with Samoa Joe? He looks feisty. Like, I don't know. Say some stupid shit. But yeah. come on, man. You're going to tell me Dusty Rhodes, my nigga. It was probably like... They probably just got the word like, yo, you're going to promote this shit. 
and they were like, all right, <laughs> it's like, oh, wrestling. That. If it was probably like an AEW promotion, they still would have been like, yeah, I'll draft Dusty Rhodes and Rick the Model Martell. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news, bro. <laughs> like, where is him and his possum. <laughs> Tugboat. <laughs> nah. Oh, it was just Typhoon with a sailor's hat. <laughs> How you go from Typhoon to Tugboat? Bro, that's you went a, from tug, Tugboat to Typhoon. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a nasty transition, bro. <laughs> he said, ooh, I went from a Tugboat to a Typhoon. To a Typhoon. You better watch out. Don't Come. drown. <laughs> <laughs> they kept the water gimmick. <laughs> yeah, you know what's bad funny? Rick the Model Martel, his cologne was named Arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking classic, son. Oh, that is classic. Wow. Yeah, damn, I forgot about that. That is classic, bro. Yeah, let me ask you, what you think about... Uh, I don't know if you heard, but they, they announced that The Fiend and Rollins... They're going to be... Uh, Going at it again at Crown Jewel. Yeah, man, I heard about that, but this time though, it's a false count anywhere match. Okay. All right, and on the promotion, it said can't be stopped for any reason. That sucks. That means they're never gonna stop it. Dude, let me just tell you this: they made it a point <laughs> to let you know that they're not gonna stop it. Let me just tell you this, bro. I'm done with it. I don't even want to see the match. Motherfuckers burned down the front house. Like, I felt like the whole thing was killed already. I think Rollins is, he looks like he's going heel, man. Oh, man, baddest heel turn ever. Like, if you think about it, like, oh, you pushed them to, to the hit limit. you with the hammer. And now you push them to burn something down, literally, like his little slogan. Burn it down. Like, that's literally what he did. How long has he been saying burn it down? For a long time? A little while. A little something. Probably two years, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Maybe this was all a setup. Like, all of a sudden, now he's burning it down for real? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he really burnt it down. Like Nah, 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 man. I mean, I'm not with it. Like, I feel like they took something out of the character already. They shouldn't have been taken out yet. For? For Bray itself. Nah, I don't think the fun house is over. He's just gonna get another fun house. But how did he even find it? Maybe he'll be in the in a burnt fun house. This nigga didn't even like they didn't even show him where he went. Like this guy was like on a rogue mission and you just found him. Well, he was <laughs> acting like he wasn't acting like the fiend, which is I find dope yeah. too. Like how they're literally Why are you doing putting this? a difference between yeah. Bray Wyatt and the fiend. Yeah. And like his character, yeah, like he was like Acting all innocent and scared, like why, why are he, you doing this? Yeah, to me? like he, he couldn't understand. Like he, he's not the fiend. <laughs> it's not me, Seth. It's a different person. Yeah, uh, I like that though. I like that. I think that's dope. I just feel like you know it's, it doesn't give anything over towards Bray. Like they're gonna give Bray this title, and it's it's gonna mean so much less. Like you already missed the opportunity. Oh, so you think you think the Fiend's like gonna right win? now? Like I feel like that opportunity is missed to have him as as a title holder. But if he's gonna go in there, he has to be the one that's beating the holy shit 
out of Suck. Like, it can't be Seth getting in too much offense like he did last time. It looked like The Fiend wasn't really doing much. Honestly, I think I think uh, The Fiend is going to have one of these Mankind moments where he's dropped from some shit. Mm. And I think they're going to take it they there. Wanted to, they wanted to do something like that. I think they're going to take it there. It's like, oh, we're in Saudi Arabia. Like, you know, these, these Saudis... <laughs> These Saudi princes be flying chicks from the USA and pissing on them. <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, you never see <laughs> you ever see these shorties on like they be posting from like Saudi Arabia? Nah. Like the plastic gang? Nah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alright, whatever. Anything anything goes in Saudi Arabia basically. So I can see I can see WWE taking it to that level. And him falling off something, something dramatic, like yeah. something like mankind esque going on. And um and I think Seth will retain, yeah. Yeah, I I, I really think it Seth is the will second retain. time breakout sign burned down. I mean they Orton burned down Sister Abigail's crib. And this nigga come through, burned down the fun house. Like this nigga can't even have property, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is going to waste. Steady beefing with an arson. Steady, steady beefing with a narcissist, definitely. Nah, but I think Seth did it for clout. <laughs> Yo, he was, you said did that for clout. He was, you said did that shit for clout. And he had the gasoline already laid. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that was a nasty ending. <laughs> All for clout. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> speaking of clout, and speaking of Crown Jewel, yeah, your man Mansoor. Oh, Mansoor is oh, going against man. Cicero. <laughs> Cesaro. He's going against Cicero. Cicero. <laughs> um, yeah, Mansoor, bro. Saudi renegade, man. <laughs> the winner of the... What, what was the name of that Royal Rumble they called the, it? The they, biggest, the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, they called like, it... It had a nasty name, though. It was like the... Was like, the Superman... I don't know, whatever. But he won. He won it. <laughs> yeah, he won it. And, you know, going... I was thinking, like, why Cesaro? And then I was thinking, I was like, oh, let me see what happened in the, in the last... Cloud. <laughs> Nigga, he threw out Cesaro for Cloud, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did eliminate Cesaro. In there. Yeah, he did. He eliminated Cesaro, then Elias, in order to win the the battle royal. As you can see, he was draped with his fans out there. Everybody was loving it. It's the whole town hero. Like I expect him to win this match as well. But he better come with it though, bro. Because he was Cesaro ain't no chump. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Cesaro will definitely give him a good match. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Cicero. <laughs> Before. <laughs> Make it say Cicero. Yeah, I'm telling you, Mansoor is like, I want that clout. <laughs> like, Give me Cicero. <laughs> Show him who's boss. <laughs> That's what's up. But yeah, definitely seeing Mansoor taking that. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Let's see. Hopefully it happens, man. Hopefully it happens. Uh, AEW. NXT. The Wednesday Night Wars. Still going good, man. I mean... I just hope and wish that NXT don't give us so many pay-per-views, pay-per-view worthy matches on television like that. Not too much, because they have a lot of talent there, and they could they could really put on a great show without giving us 
all their, you know, heavy hitters every week. You know what I'm saying? They'll come through sporadically, make it seem like a big thing when they do come through. You know what I'm saying? Right. Same thing with AEW. Seriously. Because AEW, you're definitely going to see the inner circle every week. You're definitely going to see, you know, Jericho, the Bucks, from what it seems like. They're just uh, Rio. And the fucking women's division is mad light. Like, who else is she going to wrestle? You're going to have to get her to wrestle some other people, bring in some other people quick. You know? Uh, I mean, it's going really good, but I'm just very concerned with uh, the ratings for NXT. I'm very surprised about it. Honestly, like, ratings aside, um, AEW is just... It's just a better show, like... You know, the Yankees game was rained out, so there was no, there was no game four or game, game three. Yeah, there was no game three. Um, game four. And I just found myself, yeah, and I just found myself watching AEW more. Yeah? Yeah, like, Is they, it had, like they-, they had some dope matches, and like, every time I flipped back, it was like, it has like some dope matches going on, like a lot of dope tag team matches going on. I caught the um, the LA, not LA, the the proud and uh, proud and powerful, proud and powerful match. Um, Ortiz and Santana, they was just looking like they was looking polished. They was looking good, and they they, they like wrestled some jobbers, which yeah. is pretty funny. Yeah, no, just to put them over. I, them, yeah. I appreciated that yeah. actually. Like I, I actually got to make them look that. strong because they're gonna they're they're. they're Facing now the young bucks. Exactly, you got building them up. They build them, up. and you know what? They did not, they did not uh, disappoint. Like, I, they look great. To be honest, I feel like they're too, they're too street based for like that, that fan base that's out there. Because I don't think nobody really understands like the meaning behind like their their theme song. Their theme song sounds like it was attractive a here. Yeah, by Bodega Bams. You know, it sounds like something you're going to hear on Hot 97. You know, like with a certain DJ playing it or whatever. Maybe may Funk Flex or whoever it is. And it's like, you know, they, they're not getting that, that pop from the crowd. Not yet. Not yet. But like if they would have heard yet. that LAX theme song, they'd be like, oh, like it's a different, you know, it's a different vibe. Not and they true. coming through with fucking bucket hats, hoodies on, the overalls. Bandanas. Bandanas. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, like Jericho said, man, like. It's new. It's a new mm-hmm. era. You know what I'm saying? Like I love who, it. I love who, it. Who they were got them there. And who are they going to be is a different story. You know what I'm saying? And who they are right now who they and who they're being built up to be is something different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I like the Bodega Bams. Like, I like the fact that they, they kept it in their circle because they fuck with him. Like, yeah. They know him. No, that's, that's awesome. It's just, I, I feel like it won't, like some people, like they got to get, they have, they got to get used to it. Because it's more recognizable yeah. if they would have went through like their, for old us, shit, their old shit yeah. was fire. For us, you know, like, being in the East Coast, hearing that type of theme, we're like, oh, that shit is fire, dude. Nah, for sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess, like, the the, the wrestling fan base, like, that's not, like, so into hip-hop in that in that form. Just, like, regular, regular wrestling fan. They'll hear that, and it just won't sound like something they could bop to until, like, these niggas is going to blow up and they're just going to love it just because they know that's the song that they coming out to. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's going to it's gonna catch on later, I think. That's like, what. like that NWO Red Wolfpack song. Yeah. Fucking C-Murder. 
You know what I'm saying? That shit was fire, though. Four pack of fat goods of mass destruction. That boy is a wrestler. Word up, man. <laughs> shout out to C Murder. Yo, word, free C Murder, man. Yo, shout out to Master P. I see y'all, man. Master P. Westside Gun. Westside Gun. BXL. That's H-O-G. what's up. HOG. I can't wait for that next event, man. Can't it's wait. Crazy. We'll be out there. We'll be out there. Where the 2020 podcast will definitely be in the building for that. So, like, all right, so with AEW, one match that I really like was the, the main event. Their main event was fire. Don't get me wrong. NXT's main event was surprisingly fire. Who was it? It was Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest. Damian Priest is also known as Punishment, Punishment Martinez at uh, Ring of Honor. He came from Ring of Honor to join NXT. And it was just so dope. Like, I was very, very shocked. Uh, Damian Priest looks way better than he ever did at mm. ROH. He put on a really, really pay-per-view, like, worthy match with Pete Dunne. Like, him and Pete Dunne went in fire. But I'm really high on Darby Allen right now. And... He just showed even more now why he's gonna he's gonna be a star soon for AEW. I'll give it another two years before he's he's holding uh, a single title, like but one with meaning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you've been you've been uh, you've been chanting Darby Allen's name for yeah, some time man. now, dude. At one point in the match, he fought it with his hands tied behind his back. Oh, dude. that dude! Yes, I did see that. He was flipping off the fucking. He flipped off the they, second well, rope. Why are you always doing moonsaults with his yeah, hand tied behind his back yeah, and, and getting the cover? That was tough. You know what I'm saying? He was doing that in the indies, bro. You know, just just seeing him doing it now on a bigger platform or, or an amazing platform is just great. Jericho had to win in the most heelish of heelish of ways, which I loved. Loved it. Loved it. You know. The fuck is Jericho? <laughs> it looked good, bro. If he's gonna be that bad, that bad boy heel that just talks shit and run away and still beat you, fuck it, why not? Oh yeah, for sure. You, know, you get it not? how you, you get it how you live. Yeah, get it how you live. Definitely uh, taking all them, taking all them W's like that. A fire, fire match. Another one more on fire. NXT. More fire, more fire. <laughs> Dylan. It's Dylan, 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 Dylan. <laughs> Top five, better alive. <laughs> but yo, Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijak. Yo, Keith Lee, man. Yo, if Keith Lee can do that, why can't I? What the <laughs> fuck is going on here, bro? Yo, it's fat niggas out here, but we strong, man. Proud and powerful. We agile, like yo. <laughs> Shout out to Spice Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Word. That, he's another one. Yeah, What's somebody doing fucking tumbles 300 pounds? <laughs> That's what's up. Yo, but that, that match was awesome. I mean, uh, Roderick Strong kept, came in and disrupted the match for a double double DQ. But then William Regal came out and said, you're not that smart, and booked a triple threat match for the North American title fire. this week coming on NXT. Fire. More fire. You like like I said, the match between Dijak and um Keith Lee. I mean, it is their what third or fourth match, I think, on NXT TV. And yo, these guys keep bringing it and bringing it. Like, guys, those sides should not be doing moves like Spanish flies off the top rope. Like, it's it, it makes no no fucking sense, bro. 
but it's so fucking great to see. Word. They're putting out all the stops. They they don't want to be categorized as something. They don't you know like their move set is of a cruiserweight and a heavyweight put together, which is beautiful. Dope. Beautiful man. Shout out to those guys. Just keep it moving, man. Those guys are gonna be stars as long as NXT utilizes their their you know main card and mid card levels. They'll be fine. Shit looking like fucking WWE in the fucking 80s, bro. But you liked everybody and anybody, my nigga. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Pretty dope. Uh, one thing about the, NXT, uh, the AEW program. You know, we're going back and forth because there's a topic with both. So It's Wednesday. It's, yeah, it's a Wednesday. It's the Wednesday segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one thing I noticed about AEW. They, I, I don't know, it's just like, Everything seems brand new, right? Mind you, sh- st- stuff like this, this was done. You know, the, the random tag team matches. Oh, we're going to put these two together against these two. It fits because it's within the storyline. That's why it looks so dope. Right. And it's like, WWE does something like that. And it's like, ah, fuck, no. Why? Why would you do that? Just let them fight. I, I feel like for fans, it's like it's cool for them to hate now. It's just like, it's like the cool thing to do with WWE. I mean, because... <clears throat> I think dudes are kind of tired of the same wrestlers in WWE. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And, that's what I was thinking. And and AEW provides that new wave. Yeah. You know, so it's like you haven't really seen these dudes. So to see them together in a tag team match is like good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll take it. I'll take I'll take Moxley teaming with uh, yeah. Pac. You feel me? I'll take that. You know what I mean? Because I want to see them wrestle. I want to see. I, I want to see something. I'm like fuck. Like. Give me something, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I like that their their stories are, are starting to grow. You're starting to, I mean, a lot of people say they don't see stories happening, but I could see, you could see it. Like, the vignettes with Cody at home, you know, and all he's thinking about is this match with Chris Jericho because he wants to be world champion. Like, this world championship means more than the other ones he, he won after WWE. You know, he's... They're like, ooh, Cody can't... Cody just can't focus on the match. He has to worry about the whole production. And yeah, going yeah, on. yeah. You know, and people, people are gonna say, people are gonna hate because they're taking shit mad literal in what they're doing. Like when they say um, records matter in order to get a title shot. Everybody's like, why is Dar- Darby Allen getting a shot shot? Like he's only like two and one and da 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 da. But it's like, yo, my man, how many fucking matches has have there been? They got to start somewhere. They got to have... You know, like, Jericho needs to fight. Jericho needs to be that title holder. He's like... He doesn't want to look how Goldberg and Brock Lesnar look when they fucking hold a title and they're not around or they're not defending it. Nah, he's going for that. And yeah. the whoa, Hollywood Hogan vibes. That's Dude, exactly what he, he's, going for. he's in his Hollywood Hogan face. For sure. For sure. That's, that's exactly what he's, he's doing. He's right in now. his Hollywood Hogan face, bro. For sure. So is Santana Ortiz fucking Hall and Ash? Um, yeah. And then you got this dude you got, as the big show. As giant, as the giant. Jack Swagger's their giant. And six pockets fucking Sammy Guevara. There you go. That's it. Get him <laughs> in China. Nudo looking ass motherfucker, bro. Get him in China. N- nigga, he don't look like a he could be a part of Menudo. <laughs> Menuda. Menuda. <laughs> But it's dope. It is dope. 
I see big things coming from that. Yeah, man. And like like I said, they got a lot of young people. They need the look. You know what I'm saying? And they just got to make shit, you know, I guess what they said they were going to do. You know? They're doing a lot of different things, though. You know what I'm saying? They, they're also doing that shit with uh, the dark matches. Oh, you know yes, saying? yes. So you, you we heard about that Janela and Omega match. Yeah. It's like, damn, I really wanted to see that. Now we got to wait until they, they load and it up. Bang. It comes yeah. out, which is dope, which is dope. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it yeah, gives you more. Broadway. It gives you more. It gives the it gives the fans more. So it's like you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't, I haven't watched it, but you know, you had heard or we yeah. had heard that it was a good match. So you know, they also had Peter Avalon, Kip Saban, mm. and the God Sunny Kiss mm. in a three way. Shout out to Sunny Kiss in a three way. I mean, a triple triple threat match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Sunny Kiss hit anybody with that devastating ass move, bro. Oh I wonder if that God. shit came out in a dark match. That's why I was a dark match. Like, yo, my sister was telling me that 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 move, that ass move, is actually like a Brazilian dance. Really? Yeah. So maybe, maybe Sunny Kiss has his roots in Brazil, uh, and he's just he just fucking he's just out here, you know, incorporated some capoeira and shit. Right? Yeah, just doing, <laughs> just doing the nasty man move. Yeah, uh, yeah. But shout out to Sunny Kiss for the oh, ass man. move. <laughs> uh, another another person they were making to start off the night. Uh, oh wait, before we start out, I mean before we talk about Scorpio Sky real quick. Shout out to whoever had the Ted Turner fat head in the crowd. <laughs> that was dope. Because it's on TNT. I like that. I like that. WCW vibes. Word up. Uh, Scorpio Sky. Uh, part of the SCU. That was the first tag match. It was for the, in the tag team tournament. Yes. Against the best friends. My guys. Um, I've always knew that this guy is fire, dude. I felt like this wasn't really a star moment how everybody's like... You know, making it to seem like, oh, this was like his moment, you know, to shine because he wrestled with one shoe and then he had no shoes. And fucking Rusev had no shoes, bro. Like, what the fuck? And socks. I mean, it, but they did make it a moment because he yeah, threw the fucking shoe. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah, somebody yeah. threw the shoe yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he got out of here too. with your Vans. And like, yo, they made, <laughs> I think it was Vans. Like, they made everything a chant, too. He's like, he has, he has one shoe, one shoe, <laughs> no shoes, no shoes. Both shoes. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> Yo, but wrestling in vans is nasty. Like, that's why he took them shits off. Like, what, what you doing in these vans? Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> but, yeah, he needs... I think his moment's going to come because I'm very, very uh, convinced that SCU is going to be in the finals against the Lucha Bros for that title. That's exactly how I'm thinking about it right now. All right. And... I feel like his moment's gonna come when he's the one that pins either where either it be Pentagon or Phoenix for those tag titles, the inaugural tag titles of AEW. I think that will be his moment and that will be the one that'll catapult him into maybe, you know, having some matches and single matches and just putting putting himself out there, not just with SCU with the two you know, with the two OGs and uh Frank Azarian and Christopher Daniels. Fun fact, Christopher Daniels, he was supposed to be the the guy behind the ministry. But mm. Vince McMahon said he was too small to play that part. 
The ministry. Shout out to remember, the ministry. Remember when he when he unveiled the hood? It, he was, it was me. Yeah. It was me all along. It was supposed <laughs> to be him. Yeah. That's dope. Fun fact. Shout out to Bruce Pritchard on that one. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't. Dark Order is getting some buzz, but I don't see them going through going to the finals. I'm telling you, I think it's gonna be SCU versus Lucha Bros, and that that could be a defining moment for Scorpio Sky. I mean, like. Regardless who wins the titles right now, like AEW's tag team division is solid, bro. Solid, hell yeah. It's fucking solid, yeah. man. They got That's a lot solid. of really good tag teams. Um, some that are not even in the fucking tournament, like Proud and Powerful. You yeah, because they throwing, came in later on. Throwing them in the mix and shit like yeah. that. Like, and for whatever they got going on right now, it's, it's crazy. So, shout out to AEW for their, for their tag team division, man. But... You know, the the women's division. Okay. And just maybe just because of the, the way I feel about the WWE. No, the women's division, division is mad light. It's mad light. Not really feeling it. Can't can't really get with it. Like their uh, whole women's division is a little a little light, like we said. But another thing on the Bye. news front, <laughs> on the news front, NXT is trying to take over Japan now. Fire. Uh, it was said that they tried to acquire Pro Wrestling Noah from Japan, but um, mm. it didn't really go down. It didn't really go through. But knowing Vince McMahon and Triple H, they're going to keep working at that. Can That's you, like, just think about it. What if? <laughs> but just think about, like, if NXT comes to Japan. Yo, that's a smart fucking move, man. That, yo. yo, shout you know out to Triple H, man. They you know what would be so smart, though? If it does come to Japan, why not just have a working relationship with New Japan? I mean, I'm just the fact that you planting something in Japan. You know what I'm saying? You, just the fact you making an NXT Japan, that would be just a dope move to me. Like, yeah, hell yeah. That just sounds like so right. Like, shout out to, shout out to Triple H, man. You know, everything has been really shaky uh, with you know with the relationships between AEW and New Japan from what it looks like. Things are looking real shaky between them and ROH. Maybe it's just a storyline. Maybe it's something else. Who knows? But if WWE could come into that territory of Japan and just, you know, let them know, like, this is what we got. This is what we coming with. I feel that Triple H could really broker that deal and do a partnership with New Japan where their NXT shows would be forget about it, bro. Like, that would put them through another stratosphere. But it's not concentrating on the main product. So how's Fox going to feel about that? <laughs> you always want to build and do more. No, definitely. So I think that's... Bro, it's a great idea. I, I don't know how much control Fox and you know has over NXT situation. Yeah. But seeing them in Japan and you also told me like Mexico... Yeah, Mexico. They got a, they got a big show going out in Mexico, and AEW is doing a lot of good things with the AAA promotion in Mexico. Yeah, like an NXT Mexico would be yeah, fucking that, fire. That's the that's their next two destinations. NXT be Japan, Mexico and Japan would be fire. Like the NXT UK is fire. So it's like, shout out to my man Walter, man. We'll walk around with the nasty chest. <laughs> Yo, dude. That motherfucker walk around, bro. 
and just slap niggas in their chest. That nigga be bugging with that he shit. He got the bro. nasty chest. But yeah, so apparently uh WWE is gonna be in Mexico. They got a match with uh Mysterio and Velasquez, right? They're gonna be they're gonna be tag teaming? Yeah, they they're having a show called WWE uh, Super Show. In Mexico City? In Mexico. Ooh. And Rey Mysterio and his nephew, King Velasquez. <laughs> his padrino, kayfabe style. They're going to be teaming up. Uh, right now, we don't know who they're going to be facing, but I'm sure Brock Lesnar will probably be somehow involved in that. I mean, this is, this is dope. And if they're going to, you know... Hopefully have a working relationship. I don't think they're gonna they're they're going to be with AAA because AAA has a working relationship with AEW as it is. But it could it could have made something great for them just to know that you know Velasquez when he first started wrestling coming into the promo he his first promotion was AAA. His first couple matches was with the AAA promotion. Right, would have been dope. But you know, yo, hopefully, yo, I just wanna I just wanna say I hope. Whatever they do in Mexico, I hope they're safe out there, man. Because El Chapo's son, he got taken out of jail by the cartel because what? they had more people, they had more goons than the police. Jesus. So they let him out. Well, maybe they could have uh, maybe they could have Braun Strowman in his cat suit. <laughs> Yo, See what happens. WWE. <laughs> Is yo WWE is sending their sending their wrestlers into like war zones and shit. They're going to fucking Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Mexico. What's next? Syria? (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna WWE Uganda. (laughs) Live from the Mozambique River. Shit, live from the jungle, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Word up. That's fucking hilarious. But, I mean, yo, dude, that, that shit is crazy, my nigga. That shit is beyond crazy. That his Vince, son man. is out of jail because he had more goons than the cops. Yeah, yeah. That's a true story. It's crazy. But, yo, seriously, what, what's up with Braun Strowman, bro? How is he, how is Braun Braun <laughs> supposed to be the monster among men and he's out there dressed like a kitty cat? And and again, bro, we spoke about this, man. When you when you're able to see these wrestlers' true identities through their social medias, it just it kills. It, it takes away that, from their character. Yeah, it kills bro. the it kills the character. Like your man, well, he was he was just like a cat, and he said meow, and he had his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First of all, you a nasty cat. You nasty. <laughs> and a for nasty that. man for fucking wearing that costume and squirting milk into homie's mouth. Yo, hey. Who was that? <laughs> Who was He's that? EC3 over there looking like a nurse. No way. That was Yeah, just... bro. And then niggas wonder why. And then niggas wonder and why. And then you wonder they, why. They ain't men of Van Nelson. And then you wonder why. Yo. Why would you do that, man? I mean, it is what it is. I know dudes be having fun, but yo, like, I peeped his Instagram. That's like. I peeped his Instagram, and it was like Adam Schaefer, right? Mm-hmm. It's like. He makes it a point to say, 
this Instagram is not related to my character on WWE or some shit. But what are you supposed to think? And I'm like, okay. And then it's just like him on the regular day type shit. And I'm just like, damn. Like, and then you want to be, and I get it. Obviously, wrestling is not real. Yeah, yeah. And I and I get it too that you probably want to expand and do more than wrestling. So you want to like show people that you're not just this fucking dumb wrestler that fucking breaks cars, but you're actually like <laughs> an actor and a fucking, you know, you take yourself serious. Yeah, whatever. When you said break cars, every time I see that shit, I think of like Zangief. Exactly. And, and he Street definitely Fighter. is Zangief. <laughs> Super gang Zangief vibes. <laughs> Super Zangief Yo, vibes. <laughs> shout out to the sponsor. <laughs> but again, I just think like since everybody has access to these characters, these wrestlers, these people's social medias, it takes away from the character. Yeah, it really does. It really does take away from the character. Like man. when when I when I when I read on on Undertaker's Instagram that he was on a keto diet, I was like, "Yo, this shit is forget it." Like half that niggas don't need keto. Like, like you did a buried alive match, and now I gotta know you fucking didn't, you're on keto. Like it's, it's just I don't know. I just didn't need to know that. It would be nice if they had an Instagram that was just for the character. Or exactly do that, yeah. or just whatever. I guess you want to post. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It, it was whack. I, I mean, it. I know they didn't post it. It came from character. Some, somebody else, but you know, it's just that, that shit. When I see that, I'm like, yeah, yo, Tyson Fury should just knock you out now, bro. Like, that's it. Why don't you say meow after you get knocked out, then, bro? Like Kane's transition was cool because like he had a mask, so you didn't really see his face yeah. like that. But now it's just like. He has he has the mouthpiece within Rey Mysterio, and everybody know he's just a bad motherfucker, bro. Yo, you remember Missy Hyatt? Yeah. I like stumbled upon her Instagram somehow. Okay. And she like posted a picture three days ago, like on my way to work to Walmart. Crazy, right? <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she still looks good. She's like sixty something. I was like, all right, that's what's up. Shout out to Instagram. At the end of the day, like all all of these, all these people, all these characters, they're people, man. They're people, exactly. But the thing is, is like with stuff like that, like what we just pointed out, you know, like you're like this fucking beastly motherfucker, and that shit pops up. I don't know. To me, it kind of kills it. It kind of kills it. It's like Bray Wyatt, because like not only adults are gonna be able to, you know, catch those images and videos. Like, the kids as well be like, oh, I don't got to be afraid of this, dude. Like, there's probably going to be a kid out there, 11 years old, fucking Reading, Pennsylvania, spitting that motherfucker's face. Ah, you're a cat. Yeah. You know? (laughs) That's crazy. Yo, dude. Yo, first of all, any kid that does that is a nasty child. (laughs) (laughs) And deserves all the bad things that are going to happen to him. But yo, you know you feel what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, yeah, I feel what you're saying. That's what I'm saying, man. Fuck, man. <laughs> yo, shout out to Cicero, man. <laughs> Cicero. I just wanted to reestablish the shout out. Oh shit. So before we you know, like keep going on to everything else. Um, <laughs> before we keep going on. Yeah. Shout out to the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> That has to be taken out. We're sounding crazy right now, bro. Oh, that was great, bro. Don't take that out, son. Do not take that out, please, bro. 
All right. Please do not take that. Right. So, Bischoff being fired by WWE. Wow. He is not the executive of SmackDown anymore. Really? Who is the executive of SmackDown is none other than Brother Love himself, Bruce Prichard. Mm, I did so, not know that. I like from what was reported, you know, through the websites and all that. It didn't seem like Bishop was even really like wanting this job. Like he just took it just cause he saw the he's probably saw the money. He's like, yo, let me just do it for a year. Let me see how it goes. Mind you, it didn't even it didn't even last a year. It lasted a couple of months. And he did this whole thing where he was moving from Wyoming. You know, he had his farm. He was chilling, chilling out there, going to Stanford, Connecticut. To me, Stanford, Connecticut is like, whatever. It's like, all right, cool. It's not like the muscle and bustle of New York City. You know what I'm saying? But still, it's a change. Right. It's a lot faster than the, the life you're living in Wyoming. And it took him a while for that transition. There was a whole lot of reports of different things going on, going on at the moment. But I feel like he never really wanted it. He was just doing it just to do it. And there was other reports about people not liking him, not wanting to work with him. And he just seemed disinterested. I don't know. And it's like, all right, if you got all that going on backstage and you're losing a million viewers from one week to the next, you're fired. Like, how do you lose a million viewers? I know that y'all here, you know, you know, incorporating the draft and all this other shit, but still. Like, with SmackDown, it hasn't been, like, all the glitz and glamour that probably other, you know, people that watch WWE were waiting for. To be honest, it really hasn't been anything. <laughs> Bro, again, you're going to get your views if you got something to watch, if you got something to view. Yeah. And when the hype is all cleared, SmackDown just is a regular WWE show. And honestly, like, Nobody, nobody really, you know, nobody's impressed anymore. Like, I mean, I'm not. Like, to me, SmackDown is already like a regular show now. So. It is what it is. It is what it is. Like, yeah, you're going to lose. If you don't got all this hype built around it, you're going to lose viewers. I don't think it was Eric's Bishop for. Because I know that their, their goal mark is of 3 million viewers a week. Mind you, they don't do that every week. They do it on certain weeks. Their average would be about two to two point five million people watching. But you can't compare that show I'm not, where I'm you not brought compared. like Hogan, um, Ric Flair, and did all that like Stone Cold. Yeah, that's why you root. That's why the viewers went up. Hell yeah! Like their their average is that. So, but what I'm trying to say is this: It's like if you're gonna go into like, you know. Big broadcasting, you know, with Fox and all that, you gotta make sure that the fans are pleased. Because the only way you're gonna keep letting that money roll in is if the fans are pleased. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Stop trying to do things that you think are best when it's been said through any type of platform there is at the moment, whether it be social media, Reddit, you know, all that other stuff. Like, it's going to be out there, and it's going to be out there fans being very, very fucking mad with the way that you're doing shit, because you keep doing shit the same way. Even when you have great shit in front of you, it seems to fuck up sometimes. Not all the time. I'm not going to say all the time. But sometimes. 
So you, you, know? th you think Bruce Pritchard coming in is going to change? Well, Bruce Pritchard's always been seen as a company guy. Like somebody that's going to be loved by the company. Because, I mean, you can hear it through his, his, his podcast. Sometimes he defends stuff that fans are like, there's no way you could defend that. And when he's defending it, he has some type of like reasoning for it. He's like, did it work out? No, it didn't. He's like, what am I supposed to do? This is how the way we thought at the moment. And we thought it was great. We thought it was going to happen. Yeah, but it he, didn't happen. He definitely has that wrestling brain. Yeah. So I feel like with him there and him wanting to be that person again, to bring back, like that, that right there is a chip on your shoulder. Be that person to bring back WWE to prominence. Not only prominence, because it, it has it, because it's the biggest company in the fucking world. In regards to pro wrestling, pro uh, uh, sports entertainment, but he needs to bring it back to where it's loved by even loyal fans. Because right now the loyal fans are leaving little by little. They're gonna watch it. They're gonna DVR it, but they're not. They're not trying to spend their hard on money. You could tell that, and you could see that. Like they're selective in what they're trying to buy. You know what I mean? Friday night is pretty tough. Yeah, Friday Sometimes. night is amazing. You got, you got that platform. They have to use it to its ability. But they got to use it and make it good. Like, don't try to polish it so much that it looks like Ringling Brothers. And niggas still want to go to the Soul Circus because that shit is dope. That shit speaks to you more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? SmackDown does, that kinda, does, have, does have that kind of vibe. That's Shout out to I'm the saying. sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they always had, like, a grittiness to them, the WWE, whether it be Raw or SmackDown, with whichever show. But I think we're going to start seeing that more with Raw, with Heyman there. We're going to start seeing it a lot more, especially how SmackDown at one point was looked that way. And then the SmackDown 6 came around, and they made that show what it was. They made it great, that to the point where they were taking wrestlers out of there to put it on Raw. And now Raw's going to be that, like, you know... Like that kick in the ass. Like they're gonna have these guys that everybody's like, yo, they should have their moment, but are they ready for it? They're gonna, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna put them in there. They're gonna do their thing and see what happens. And I feel like Raw's at, at the end of everything. Raw's gonna start being a better show. Like yo, were you just saying that? You know what I started thinking? Like what WWE's real problem is? Like what? Back in the day, you knew who your who your heels were who your faces were, who your scrubs were. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, now it's kind of, like, mixed. You don't really always know who's who who's and who. what's what. And it's the same shit with AEW. And, I mean, if... Everybody you, gets cheered. Exactly. If you look deep into the character, I guess you could determine that they're he or face. But a lot of these people are, like, riding the line. Because it's almost like you don't even know who they are, what they are, whatever. They just are. Until they do an act, and then you're like, oh, you're booing that because of what they did, or, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I just feel like it's missing that aspect. It's just, like, really getting into that. Like, you know, like, separating your wrestlers, like, but you can't do that no more. It's just like, too many wrestlers. I feel like they're doing that with the inner circle. In AEW, they they want them to get booed. Hollywood Hogan vibes. You know what I'm saying? But it's getting to the point of say it again, man. Hollywood yep. Hogan vibes. Jericho. At first, 
If if Jericho had shit thrown at him, if he had sodas and popcorn thrown at him, it would have been fucking amazing. But that didn't happen. It was nothing but cheers and whistles and all that other shit. Now, we have a cool heel group that's going to get fucking cheered. More than the babyface. Even if the babyface is getting cheered. There's no... if it, like They said it though. They're like, yo, we're not going to have heels, heels and, and faces. Like... People are going to just go with whatever the vibe of the story is. But it's going to it's going to a moment right now where everybody's getting cheers. Nobody's getting booed. Maybe some person's going to get cheered more. Maybe some person's going to get booed a little, you know, a little bit just because of the way the match is going or the storytelling. But there's no, there's no ideal heel or face. Yeah, because Inner Circle's kind of the cheat code, though. Because Ortiz and Santana's dope. Yeah. And they just came up. And it's kind of like the people that know who they are from like Impact are like, yes. Oh, they're and loving it just because they're there. Are official. Yeah. And now, you know, pretty soon everybody else will know. And then like Gabara and uh, the other dude, like they're also like, Dope. Just cool, just cool people. No, but they're dope. Yeah, they're and I dope. said it from Kamara the moment. Kamara is fucking nasty. I said it from the moment AEW started. Sammy Guevara was dope. He just had no personality. There was nothing there. He's just out here with his tongue out and a fucking panda head. That's it. So with Jericho as the mouth, as the as the mouthpiece, looks even better. That's all you need. Like, and I'm sure Ortiz and Santana. Well, we know they can definitely rock the yeah. mic. But having Jericho there, it just adds like another level to it. But I would like to see Santana and Ortiz without without an OG around. Eventually, they, it will be. Eventually I want to see that. I want to see that because I feel like they could do a lot of justice for themselves. Yeah, eventually it will be. But I feel like this is this, this way in, that they're introducing them is just like fire. It's just fire. Awesome, Can't wait to see them do it. Yo, and shout out to Ortiz, man. He put up a couple posts like Yeah, he liked it on Instagram and uh Yeah, he was showing love. Twitter. Yeah, man. Showing Thanks love. for showing love, big homie. Good looking, brother. Jorge the animal steel, man. <laughs> Jorge the animal steel. He was biting on the ropes and shit. I don't know if he always did that, but that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine. Uh anything else? Anything else? Hold on, let me see. Oh wait, hold on! I put up uh, I put up the post on Instagram. The what if? What we got over there? Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got real quick. Let's do it on that. What you think? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nah, yeah. All, right. All right. Before we get into the what ifs from the uh, from the Instagram, I had a what if. What if Velasquez and Kane? Are you saying his name backwards? Not, or the... not the big red machine. I mean the boxer. The one that's going to fight Braun. Isn't his last name Kane? Oh, Tyson Fury, dude. Fury? <laughs> I don't know where I got Kane from. Somewhere. Nah, I wrote that down. I literally wrote down Kane. <laughs> C-A-I-N. I don't know. Tyson Fury. What if they would have went at it? I don't know. 
I, I wouldn't want to see that, to be honest with you. Huh? Nah. Like a WWE sanctioned boxing match. But Cain Velasco is more of a wrestler. Like he wrestled in college and shit like that. I thought like he was boxing. He's, he's MMA. Yeah, but I thought yeah, he but was he, also he, a boxer. He's MMA with a wrestling and uh, jiu-jitsu background. So did, did uh, Fury do MMA? No, Fury's only been a boxer, bro. So what if I, I didn't just bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> we would have had dead air. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so, so, so back to that uh, Instagram page. Uh, shout out to everybody that uh, commented. Yeah, shout out to everybody that commented like that. I mean, we're going to put it up every uh, other week, I would say. LP Dangerously said. <laughs> I want to get to that one when he, when he gets back on the show. Yo, shout out to LP. What up, my boy? What's going on? But our boy make Alexander great again at Instagram. Yo, he said, what if Booker T never called Hogan and the nigga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Then we wouldn't have that fucking great clip, man. Yeah. He regretted it right away. <laughs> Yo, dude. He regretted it while he was saying it the second G. Yeah, you saw me. You just said, shit. Oh. But... I mean, yo, dude, that was just a funny one. Yeah. Everything would have been the same afterwards. <laughs> I guess, uh, damn, that shit that didn't even help Hogan when, when he was saying the word nigga, so fuck it. It wouldn't help him whatsoever. <laughs> just would have made everything worse. <laughs> For real. Hogan thought he gave him the pass. He thought Booker gave he gave him the nigga pass. So, oh, I could use it. Maybe Hogan yeah. wouldn't have said nigga on the tape. <laughs> My daughter. Yeah. Booker T, Booker T, big dude, bro. Austin, Texas said I could do it. Uh, Style underscore said, what if AJ Styles stayed in TNA? Well, if AJ Styles would have stayed at TNA, then Shice would we... still be watching TNA. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Um, if he would have stayed there, that means he would have liked the direction of his character going. There was a lot of a lot of backlash that he had against, you know, people running TNA. T TNA didn't want to like, I guess, promote him. They didn't want to back him as much. They thought he was done. I don't know why they thought he was done when he was still, you know, early in his wrestling career. And if he didn't leave TNA, we wouldn't have that beautiful Bullet Club run he had with everybody. You know, it wouldn't have been the the Uncle Al moniker that they use, you know, affectionately when they refer to AJ Styles, you know, them being uh, Gorilla's Destiny, uh, Young Bucks, the Tokyo Pimp, like everybody, everybody who was there during that, uh, that phase of the Bullet Club. So that phase of the Bullet Club would have been out. There wouldn't have been a crowning, a crowning moment for... Uh, Okada. Okada had great matches with AJ Styles. It wouldn't have been, you know, that moment for him. So, a lot of things would have changed. A lot of things would have changed during that whole period of wrestling. That maybe the Bullet Club wouldn't be where they're at right now. <laughs> All right. King Vaughn Jr. says... Oh, shout out to him. He bought a shirt. Shout out to him. Shout out to King Vaughn Jr. Uh... He says, what if The Rock wrestled Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania? WrestleMania what? Uh, if, 
Damn, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of it. I honestly, I knew. I knew that they that there was heat between them, and they, that's why they never had a match. For real? Yeah. There was heat. What kind of heat? Like off what? Well, you know, like Shawn Michaels was. Shawn Michaels was like a dickhead. He, he had was, like he was heat a with fucking, a, He was a fucking dick. Yeah, he had he had a heat with a couple dudes. But that was because he thought of himself as the greatest, and he thinks that he should be champion always. But it's like it's like that with every big headed wrestler, like even Hulk Hogan. There was no reason why when Yokozuna beat Bret Hart for the fucking WWE title that he had to come out, save Bret Hart, but also win the title. There's no need for that shit. Yokozuna was the best heel at the moment. Yo, but not for nothing. Shawn Michaels did have that nice come up. You know, the Rockers. The Rockers were. Pretty Yo, dope in the ring. Yeah, like, hell yeah. They had those synchronized moves and shit, the drop kicks, the elbow drops and shit like that. Yeah. But every time you seen the Rockers were wrestling, you knew they were going to lose. Yeah, man. So to come up from that to where he went, you know, that I can see that shit. Through the barbershop. I can see that shit getting through his head. But, you know, it's just shit like that because even The Rock, The Rock had a big head. He's like, why I got to lose to this old-ass nigga? Mind you, he probably wasn't even old. He was just seven years younger than The Rock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And The Rock was probably the top dog, yeah. if not Stone Cold probably at that time. Whoever. At his time, he's like, I ain't losing no, no fucking part-time. I'm nigga. Fuck this nigga. I'm that nigga. Yeah, Stone Cold that. that nigga. I respect that. You know? He said, you better take your... He, like, he yo, like, Shawn yo. Michaels never even wanted to lose the belt to Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's like, yo, Shawn Michaels, look. Turn around, go up the block, make a left on Junction, <laughs> pass the supermarket, make a right, take two steps, and take your ass to the SmackDown <laughs> Hotel. Ah, yeah. yeah. I used to love when Rock did that Yo, shit. dude. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just shit like that, bro. Like, I'm glad I didn't wrestle. Because... Then what the fuck was going to be the finish? This nigga didn't even want to lose the belt to Austin. Imagine Austin not having that WrestleMania moment beating Shawn Michaels with Mike Tyson as special guest referee. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're all about themselves. It's all good. Why wouldn't you be in in an industry like that where you have to have tough skin? Because if you don't, you're going to get run all over. All right, one more. One more. Matt Madness Podcast said, what if the click never was? What if the click never was? All right. Hold on. Before you before you even say that, tell me what the click is because he spelled it K-L-I-Q. I-Q. Yeah. So the click is the wrestlers. As so Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Sean Walton. They were known as the Click in WWE. Who's Sean Walton? Sean Walton is one, two, three, kids, six, pop. So why you call him that? Because that's his name. Why you gave him the same name he used when he put out Made in China? (laughs) (laughs) One night in China. One night in China. (laughs) Yeah, you're an ass. Critically acclaimed. Masterpiece. Oh man, but um, yeah, that was them, and they, 
they ran through WWE and they had basically they had Vince's ear, so it's like whatever they wanted to do, they could just do. So if they didn't form together, I would feel that there would be no NWO. Because if you don't have that camaraderie within Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, even though they came from WCW together, but just I feel like that whole camaraderie, especially the the click the click symbol, something that the Bullet Club still throws up to this day, even puts it upside down because, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you wouldn't have none of that. And if you wouldn't have none of that, where is New Japan today? You know what I'm saying? Where is them? Because they got lost in obscurity within the 90s when they stopped fucking with WCW. And you weren't getting the Ultimo Dragons and the Jushin Thunder Ligers and all these other motherfuckers battling Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, uh, Conan, Chris Jericho through that Cruiserweight area. So you're saying without the click, there would have been no NWO. There would have been no NWO. No Bullet Club. No Bullet Club. There would uh, probably have been a Bullet Club, but what are they throwing up? It would have been a whole new sign. But without NWO, would there really be a Bullet Club? I don't, I, think, I don't so. think so. You I know what? Yeah, so. there wouldn't be no Bullet Club because they took that attitude of the NWO. I mean, the NWO was in Japan. They had NWO Japan at one moment. That means no Where DX Masahiro Trona was the fucking member of that shit. Maybe Bullet Club would have just been uh, New World Order 2.0 out there. But there would be no NWO if there wasn't no oh. Click. Go. There would be no DX. I don't know how. Yeah, I really don't know how the NWO would have started. That's crazy. That's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. You no, know, shout out to the Mad Men podcast, Queens. What up? What up? What up? But yeah, man. Anything else on the docket? I had Corbin. Some shit about Corbin. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I said Mad Men. I mean Mad Madness podcast. Sorry about that. Philly was good. But yeah, um, I'm digging Corbin's heel vibes. Okay. That's about all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what should we put on to uh, write out this episode real quick? I mean, can we put that new Griselda? Yes. The birds. Definitely going to put that. This was episode 75 of... The 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly. Swoodrow, shout out to everybody. We out here. Let's go. G- hey, yo. Hey, yo. I'm in Shabbatore, making salat. Been taking three flavors. Shoot the nigga now, we we'll speak later. Up the Whitney, got the Mac with me, hit behind the Warhol. Dip the Bergdahl, shut up the whole store. Cherry 57 in the back, learn the lessons. Cracking, drying, it be ready in a second. 40 chains on, Halo, I'm a god nigga. Fear of God, jogging, rocking nigga. I don't even jog, hanging out the wagon, sunroof. Pick the nigga off. The meal with the chill bezel. All my phones ready, make me feel special. Banana pill AK, I'm looking real extra. With the top keys, I'm on the green Teslas. So virtual, right brick on my brick. on my brick. Right brick on my brick. So virtual, right brick on my brick. Hey yo, Amiri's filled with cash, I'm in the fashion district. 
shoot your mama house before I have to pick it. All my niggas dealing, all my niggas killing. Them niggas try to test me, now them niggas missing Milk quarters, I'm still awesome Water whip coke, I still force it Rose out the faucet Tell Virgil right brick on my bread Lil Brody let off his 30, he ain't even flinch Caught the body, dipped to the A, nobody seen him since 560 bins and I ain't need the tents My weed is sent, cost more than your mama need for rent That's just for one zip, the drum rip, leave you rinse Hide the body for a week and it's gonna leave a stench Rappers come to my city, they gon' need consent Cause we already know you pussy, nigga, we convinced I told Virgil, right brick on my brick The nicest with this shit, ain't right this, I just spit White bitch on my dick, this ice drip on my fist No shoe deal, but look at all this Nike shit that I get On Doe Street, this white shit that I pitch Two in the morning on the corner, night shift with my blick No soda in this off-white shit that I whip I'm rich, put all this off-white shit on my bitch So if it's smoke, we ain't even asking We just pulling up and somebody gon' see a casket Hauling Nash and Benny like James Worthy, Kareem and Magic Every time Griselda dropped, the shit yeah. gon' be a classic I gave cocaine to users and okays to shooters I'm cocky, finished Versace with the stone-faced Medusa Sopranos, Amagianos, we got gold-plated Rugas This pistol, a backflip you and blow your whole frame to Buddha Got our lives on us, can we chill? Eating with snakes, probably getting killed Cause trust me, A family had a Henry Hill And every man don't got a Benny skill When you this dope, it take at least 50 mil Just to sit me still Like 10 on my whip White bitch on my dick, right wish when I whip, that white brick on my brick, runway Margella, that type shit on my bitch, butterflies and spikes, that type shit on my kicks, these rappers wanna be trendy, they hoes wanna be friendly, but never, she wear forever 21 like it's Fendi, I told that bitch it's Javanchi, she pronounced it Javanchi, she wanna fuck me and run through all my accounts till they empty. What was she gonna do? I'm still thinking militant. Old paraphernalia laying around, I got rid of it. Just settled all my differences. I really had a chicken with a tree stamp, like I stepped on it with a Timberland. The butcher, nigga. Ah.